Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. It's me, Sage, your host of the Iconic Dollcast. Thank you for tuning in to another week about dolls. Today, I am talking with Adam Weatherly once again. You guys may remember Adam from my last season of the Iconic Dollcast. He is a major, major Spice Girl doll collector. But today, we're going to talk about Gem and the Holograms. And so... I, going into this, I didn't know a whole ton about Gem and the Holograms other than the very, very iconic feud that Hasbro had with Mattel with um, Barbie and the Rockers coming out um, at the same time as Gem and the Holograms. It was kind of a, I mean, we'll get into it in the episode, but basically Hasbro wanted to come out with a doll that was kind of like Barbie, but she was a rock star. And when Mattel found out about this, they you know, got their shit together and put out their own Rockstar Barbie, which actually ended up shipping to stores before Gem and the Holograms, which was a huge hit to Hasbro. But Gem and the Holograms is based off of an animated TV show. And it's about this girl who basically, I like to look at her as like the OG original Hannah Montana. She kind of lives two lives. She is a rock star and then, you know, she has her normal life, but there's a lot more that goes into it. And we're going to talk about all of that today with Adam Weatherly, as well as the dolls. So before we get into it, please make sure you follow my Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls or Iconic Dollcast TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls. If you are enjoying this podcast, leave me a five-star review and let's get into the interview. Okay, Adam, welcome back to the Iconic Dollcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for being on with me again. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. I had so much fun talking about the Spice Girls. And today we're going to talk about Gem and the Holograms. But before we get into that, I think we have a little bit of a Spice Girl update. Last time we talked, we were talking about how you were trying to get them inducted into the Hall of Fame, or the Toy Hall of Fame. How did that go? What ended up happening? Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> I won't, I won't, I don't want to get fully blacklisted and I've already, I'm probably, uh, yeah, anyway, it, they did not, they did not choose them. Uh, I can't say that I'm fully surprised. Uh, obviously I'm, I'm mildly, I don't know exactly bitter would be the correct word, but just very disappointed that they were not inducted, but oh well, you know, I tried. And that's that's what's important and mainly that's the main thing like i just don't want people to forget those dolls not like they're 
you know, in jeopardy of that. And, you know, I just want people to know how hard the people who worked on those dolls or the people who made the dolls, how hard they worked on them. So, I mean, I feel like I've accomplished that kind of, so, you know, I have to look for the, uh, the silver lining, I guess. I think, I think you definitely made an impact on them. Hopefully they'll reconsider at some point <laughs> in this lifetime. Do you know what they ended up choosing or do we know that yet? I don't think they will actually announce the inductees until November. You know, I just, I feel like they really need to reevaluate their system and such. Like, uh, I don't know. No, I agree 100%. And I mean, I just, the last time we talked was the first time I was ever hearing about this Toy Hall of Fame. So, I mean, in my opinion, their social social media game is not very good. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a bummer. I think those dolls definitely deserve to be recognized. Do you think you're going to push for it ever again? No, I mean, <laughs> maybe around the 30th, you know, like try me in five years, maybe I'll fill up to it again, but I highly doubt it. All right, so today we're going to talk about Gem and the Holograms, uh, specifically the dolls, obviously. And I do not know much about Gem and the Holograms from the brief background that, or the brief research that I did on it. You know, I saw there was a TV show, tons of merchandise. I kind of look, I'm kind of looking at it as kind of like a pre Hannah Montana type thing. Am I, am I totally off in that where she kind of lives two different lives? I'm very sad to hear that you don't know that much about Jim. Uh, it's one too. of those things that I feel like I ramble about too much and I'll probably get off topic. <laughs> so, I mean, Hannah Montana is obviously a copy of Jim. And it's one of those things. I love Hannah Montana. Um, I also loved the Netflix show a few years ago, Julie and the Phantoms. It's obviously a copy like there are so many people that have taken for Jim and I feel like she never gets the credit she deserves because to me it's the most brilliant <laughs> like just concept that falls through the cracks again and again with Hasbro it's like that's one of those things too I don't think they're ever going to fully please fans but it's more painful for me <laughs> because I just think it was such a smart like concept with all of it so how it had originally worked was this was during the 80s you know cartoons were to push kids toys and there had been a big backlash over it and there were rules against what you could do with it so like one of the things that ultimately led to hurting jim was during the cartoon they were not allowed to air commercials for the toys so barbie and the rockers bought up all the like commercial slots and played that during it. So not only was Barbie cheaper, kids already had clothes and Jim was a, you know, a larger size that really took its toll as well. Um, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but the cartoon debuted before the dolls did because Hasbro thought they could kind of like pass and have the cartoon on before and make it seem like the toys were made after the show. And to keep it hid from Mattel, which they're still, like, Mattel knew about it, obviously. They did not put Jim in the Toy Fair catalog for 86, and they thought they were going to keep it hid, but Mattel had already caught wind of Jim. So they managed to produce Barbie and the Rockers. I want to say she hit shelves before Jim, not much before, but enough to, you know, already be ahead of it. Um, But... You know, they didn't, people didn't know about it until the dolls were unveiled at the toy fair. 
And it was the first time Barbie really had competition. Um, you know, I then they did not sell what they wanted to with the Jim doll, but um, I mean, it's the first time she gave her a run for her money. Uh, but how, sorry, again, I, I have too many thoughts at once. It's totally fine. So the cartoon started out, uh, I don't recall offhand how many individual segments there were for um, the cartoon segments on MTV. And they wanted it to be competing with like, we're not competing, but to hold boys' attentions because this would be going during, um, I think, Wheeled Warriors, maybe. I, I can't say for sure what the other shows were, but they wanted it to have plenty of action to hold boys' attention. When did you, like, how did Gem come about in your life? And, like, when did you start collecting? And, and I mean, you just said why you were really interested in. So, kind of like Spice Girls, was it just instant, like, I'm so into this? Well, she's one of the first things I remember watching on TV. I was around three years old when we were getting them, like, you know, it was already starting in syndication. And I feel like I probably saw her maybe between like three and five. And then I would not see the cartoon again until early, like 2006. Okay. It was a very long time in between, but I never forgot her. Like I loved the music. I obviously loved the pink hair, glitter. I mean, anything that sparkles, you know, sign me up. Um, and then, like I said, she kind of looked like Dolly, but it's one of those things that's so strange. My mother kept all of my like doodles and drawings as a kid, and I would always draw her in my notebooks, like all from elementary up through high school. There are tons of gym doodles because um, I was just I loved her. So, you know, I didn't get a computer until around like 2000 four or five and so when i finally had internet and had a job the first thing i bought off ebay was a glitter and gold gym doll and then i just started watching everything i could um like i said she always stuck with me and i was determined to see her again <laughs> but i i didn't see the dolls on the shelf as a kid um i would actually make my brother tell me about our cousin's birthday party that i was too little for and she had got her and he would tell her or tell me about her like opening the present and lighting her earrings up and like how you could pull the hair up to change the doll from jim mm -hmm. to jerica and i would just make him tell me that over and over to envision it for myself because uh, i wanted her so bad and I remember my cousin gave us these catalogs and it was my eBay before eBay called Toy Shop. And there were these huge paper magazines and it was all of these like antique dealers and toy auctions. And this was like, I don't know, 96 or so, somewhere like right around like eBay and everything starting. And so that was like my first look into toys. And I remember one of the issues having like a whole section about Jim and so it was the first time that I actually got to see the boxes and the artwork. And I was just instantly obsessed with the artwork. And to me, it's the greatest artwork of all time. Sharon Nettle did it. And I've talked to her before, uh, which always blows my mind because I, she doesn't have the best memories with Hasbro. They really screwed her. They promised her that she would get to do all the box art. And then to quote her, they brought in lesser artists. And she's, she's not wrong because her art was perfection. Um, and, you know, they, they, they promised her all of this. And then they were having other people do stuff. And so she took them to court. She won. 
Um, but you can definitely tell when, when looking, you know, the packages where it differs. Yeah. Um, I'm looking but, at them now. These are very bright. Yeah. And do they all, did they all come with cassettes? Everything except, um, I don't believe Rock and Curl Jim has a cassette. I could, be, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I want to say Rock and Curl doesn't, but I could be wrong on that. I actually can't see because she was like the economy, you know, doll, but um, the others, yes. And technically, Jim would have been a platinum selling artist if Hasbro would have taken it to like radio stations and counted it, but they didn't want any part of that. And I think it's foolish because the woman who sang for the cartoon, I love her voice and she was beautiful. They could have easily dressed her up and sent her out on tour. And there are several of those songs that, you know, I feel like could have been on the radio. I just love that. So not to bring everything back to Barbie, but I, my favorite Barbie of all time is working out Barbie. And she came out in like 96 or something. I was really young and she came with a little cassette. It only had one song on it, but I played that cassette until I could not play it anymore. And I recently just rebought the entire set, Christy, Teresa, Barbie of working out Barbies. And they all have the cassette in them. I put it in and I still knew all the words. It's just like, it's really cool when companies will kind of, put music into their dolls and it's just super memorable. So that's really neat that they all came or most of them came with one. And obviously she's a rock star. So yeah. makes yeah, sense. I mean, that's where she really differed from Barbie. You know, they gave her this whole backstory. Um, so, you know, that was new, but I just feel like the backstory alone is that's really where my interest uh, come from well and the fact that she lights up <laughs> again I love a cheap gimmick on a toy <laughs> if it lights up if it makes noise um, like all the He-Man toys just complete magic to me as a kid uh, the fact that you know like Mossman smelled like pine and Stinkor had like the stink fluid in him like that kind of stuff it's cool you know, that, that's what draws me in that was one of the most magical things of the 80s Yes. Um, and so what is like the general premise of Gem and the Holograms? What like the show? Like what's the what's the story? Um, okay, well, obviously, like Hasbro knew MTV was, you know, getting incredibly popular, Madonna and Cindy Lauper. They had cited those as being a lot of their inspiration. I see a lot of Pointer Sisters in Gem and you know, Laura Branigan, any of the female acts that were big then. It's one of the weird things, like I love to look at stuff from the 80s to like kind of see where I think they might have got stuff from. Uh, it's just one of those weird things I've always obsessed over. But so they wanted to cash in on it. And uh, originally she was going to be called M. And they found out you cannot copyright a letter. And her name was going to be like Morgan or I forget there was another M name they had for her. And, but any, it got changed around and she finally become Jim. So the premise of the show is there's a music company called Starlight Music and it is run by Emmett Benton. And he has two daughters, Kimber and Jerrica. And their mother with him had run an orphanage for girls called Starlight House. And they would take in orphan girls. Well, they have two adopted sisters, Shana and Aja. And they're Jackie Benton, Jerrica and Kimber's mother. She is a lounge singer. So that's where they, you know, 
with both parents being involved in music, they were already interested in it. She dies in a plane crash. And then Emmett, they don't really say like what happened to him in the cartoon. He just dies. To me, his evil business partner, I just always presumed he poisoned him to death because he's so evil and he wants the company for himself. But that's just my own thing. (laughs) There's no uh, fact behind that. Anyway, they kill him off. So then Jerrica and... Kimber, Shana, and Aja now have this orphanage to worry about because Starlight House is still going. There's still the kids to take care of. And then Starlight Music. Well, Eric Raymond, his Emmett Benton's business partner, wants the company for himself. And he's determined to get Jerrica, like her half of the company. So finally, he agrees that they can have the company if they beat him in like a battle of the bands concert. And he already has signed the misfits and, you know, they don't know what they're going to do. And they don't, again, this is a cartoon. They weren't going to like give tons of plot things later on. They sort of patched it together in the comic books and live action film, which most people hate, but Jerrica has stage fright. So, Um, you know, she doesn't like to sing in front of people in those, and that makes more sense. But they're at home, and they get a delivery, and it's from their dead father. (laughs) They never say how it makes it or anything, but, you know, whatever. It's the 80s. Nothing had to make sense. And the Gem Star earrings are in it, and they are transmitters to a computer that is the ultimate in sound and sight technology, and she can cast lifelike holograms. Um, So they decide... Since the other Kimber, Shana, and Aja play instruments and write music, they enter the Battle of the Bands contest, but Jerrica disguises herself as Jim. And they give, there's no real like thought behind this. And it's one of those sad things. But, you know, later on, them saying that she has stage fright makes a lot of sense. So he left them all of these stage costumes or a rock and roadster and all of this and it's hidden in an abandoned um, drive-in theater and so they perform they do great everyone loves them and so basically the rest of the show is just them fighting with the misfits jerica finally gets control of starlight music but every day eric raymond and the misfits try to kill jerica jim and the holograms they did they release dolls for all of the characters Right, like even the like well, the bad guys. Majority, it's it's amazing because it was such a short time. I mean, it was on TV from eighty five to like eighty eight. I believe it only lasted three seasons. The dolls did not come out until eighty six. So there was just eighty six and eighty seven for the toys. Oh. Everything planned for eighty eight was scrapped. Interesting, because um, the first year there were eight dolls released, and then the second year. Some of those saw re-releases. The holograms got new outfits. Um, and Jerrica was released as Flash and Sizzle. There was Glitter and Gold Jim and Rio. Um, there's the Glitter and Gold Roadster, because the first year was the regular Rockin' Roadster. And then they had um, the Misfits. Their boxes changed, but they didn't really change their design. But they did introduce Jetta to the group. She was the fourth member. Misfit and the holograms uh, gained a member, well, fifth member, Raya Alzone. And so, you know, it was just a very short time. Now, with integrity, I honestly have no clue how many. <laughs> I, I believe it's over 70, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. Oh, I, I and they made a lot number. of just 
like so many different characters from the cartoon, but I'm not not so so up to date with uh, what all integrity had done. Yeah, I definitely read that there's over 50 for the integrity toys and that that's a higher quality, more expensive brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's at least over a hundred. I only purchased the first four. Well, the first doll was at Comic-Con. I didn't get her, but I got the first like Jim Jerrica that was more like the actual doll. The one that had at Comic-Con was kind of like the cartoons um, fashion and Rio Synergy and Jerrica, because it wasn't like the doll didn't switch between Jim and Jerrica. I'm sorry. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I'm nuts. Uh, Synergy was the the other one. Those were the first four. Interesting. Aside from the dolls, Hasbro obviously was really known for, I mean, a lot of people were, but Hasbro specifically comes to my mind as one of the brands that really did, you said this earlier, created cartoons to sell toys. So (laughs) I understand that Gem and the Holograms, aside from the dolls, there was a a shit ton of other stuff that they put out. Like what else, what else were they releasing? What my little pony transformers. Um, you know, they had a lot of great stuff in the eighties, but gyms and moon dreamers. I, I really love moon dreamers too, but that's one of those things that I just, I don't have enough money and room for <laughs> that kind of stuff, but they're, they're great. I mean, they glow in the dark and I only have like the villain, I think from that line. Um, but you know, Hasbro was, great quality during the eighties. Uh, it's sad. They didn't, you know, try and do more with Jim. Um, they just sort of, you know, cut their losses, I guess, and, and let it go. And, uh, most fans still aren't pleased with what they did with it. Like I said, the, the live action movie is just, yeah, I, a great I read, divide. I read, yeah. um, I, I read that the movie was not successful, but, um, like some fans put together their own types of yeah. versions of the movie. Um, when I went made. to see it opening night, it was just me and my friend. <laughs> and that was pretty much everyone that I saw. Uh, you know, there was no one else in the theater. Uh, it's one of those things that's like, I appreciate it for what it is. It is not what any of us wanted or imagined. Um, but I like the Mario movie and the Masters of the Universe movie and you know, that's always sort of mixed as well. People either really love it or they really hate it. <laughs> well, I love Crossroads. So <laughs> do, you know, do you know what that is? Can, can you believe I've never watched it? What? Oh, Crossroads. I, like, I love Britney, but it's just one of those things that it's like, I just instantly saw it and I was like, this isn't for me. Oh my gosh, Crossroads. My grandpa took me to see Crossroads opening night and we also were the only people in the theater. And he like brought a book with him with one of those like <laughs> mini like uh, like flashlights, had yeah. earplugs in, like did was like, I am not watching this. But obviously I was just like, oh, I'm um, just iconic. It didn't, like had it have been tons of like glitter and flashing lights and over just super over the top, I would have been drawn. I mean, I watched Glitter with Mariah Carey, but I did not. I didn't watch Crossroads. I've also never seen Justin to Kelly. I've and, never seen that either. Yeah, I just always kind of lump those all all together. Crossroads is alright. I think I think the goal of that movie was to actually have a more mature st- story for Britney to 
reached to a more mature audience. Whether that worked or not, I could not say. But, I mean, it's all right. But whatever. Um, I am getting so distracted. Uh, <laughs> but um, I know that with Gem, like, you know, they had the dolls and then there was puzzles, like little play sets, a ton of, a ton of play sets, right? Or Well, yeah, but the, the, the one of the things is, like, Every so large, it takes up a lot of room. Um, like the Rock and Roadster is very large, very heavy, has an FM radio in it. Um, the Jim Star stage, like the kids could wear it as if it were like a keytar as well. And it's it's very big, big, yeah. Because uh, Jim is roughly, oh god, she's she's the like the same, she's she's like the same size as my very vintage Cher doll. She reminds I think she's me of like that. 13 inches. Yeah, she's she's big. They're they're both really yeah. big dolls, so I could see them taking up a lot of space, especially if you keep them in the box. Yeah, the the boxes are also very very large. Um, but you know, I have. It's not like anyone can see, but you know, I just I don't know. I guess I watch her batteries out. Ever so often, I always make sure to remove batteries. Um, but she still works. And it's just brilliant. Um, you know, a lot of people hate them. They think they're ugly and bulky, but to me, they're just magical. <laughs> I think they're really cute. Um, definitely unique. And I definitely see the appeal that they would have. So like they did have some play sets, but obviously they are large and they are, you know, hard to maintain yeah. with someone, especially someone who is collecting multiple types of dolls. Yeah. And there were 60 fashions sold. Oh, wow. Um, Technically, I think they re-released some of them in different packaging. So, you know, collecting, I feel like there were 70 some total. If like going by, you know, not getting into like foreign boxes, but just, you know, normal releases. Because there were the flip side fashions. There were smashing fashions, Rio's fashions, glitter and gold. I think music, music is magic. And... On stage, maybe that's the other one, but um, yeah, so I mean, it there's a lot. So, if like you're wanting to you know dress the dolls and have them loose and have them in the box, there's a lot you know to collect, yeah. I mean, I'm I was I'm looking at them now, and so they I mean, they had fashion packs, and then did all the dolls come with an additional outfit as well? Um, no, only Jim, like the first year, Jim has her Jerrica fashion with her. Oh, okay. And but she's the only one with the spare fashion. Technically, Glitter and Gold Jim, her outfit is um, changeable to be Jim and Jerrica. Rock and Curl is the first one where she's just Jim. Like, there, there's no switch. And she's she doesn't have Jim star earrings. She has hoop earrings. Oh. So it's one of those weird things that's like, well, did the hologram transform her earrings to, to make a different look finally? Or had Jerrica just completely lost it and let Jim take over? <laughs> it's one of those minor things I like to obsess over. That's is this a is this doll line a heavy invariant? Oh, I mean, I know they're like they're the Mexican releases. And then, you know, there's foreign boxes. She has star caps over some of the earrings. The first ones released, 
Don't quote me because I could be wrong. The first ones didn't have the star-shaped earrings. They're just bolts. So then later on, they made like little star caps that popped over them when they repackaged them. So um, there's just, and I feel like posters, um, that kind of switch depending on what year and stuff too. So Interesting. You did say Hasbro maybe didn't sell as many as they were hoping they would. Do you think that is because of Barbie and the Rockers? Yeah, I mean... Barbie's goal was to take her out. And I suggest anyone watching the toys that made us where yes. the lady talks about it. And an old lady has never made me so angry in my life because <laughs> she was, she's so pleased with herself for taking Jim down. And I'm like, lady, I will cut you like watch it. Uh, but you know, it, it's one of those things like I miss like, I love that they were that cutthroat. Like, it was it was serious business. Because she was like, let me tell you, I would have taken those Bratz dolls <laughs> out. Like, they would have never gotten that far. Um, so I kind of love Barbie being that vengeful. But I actually hate Barbie and the Rockers for, you know, helping kill Jim. But there were just a lot of things working against it. You know, um, it's one of those things, like, with it having that kind of plot and the cartoon helping it, you know, it could have only lasted so long anyway, I'm sure. And the size hurt them because parents weren't going to go buy all these larger fashions that didn't fit Barbie. And stores had a hard time putting them on shelves because the boxes were so much until like, you know, the planogram stuff wasn't the same then, I guess. So a lot of stores complained about that they were more expensive because you were getting a doll stand, a poster, and a cassette with the majority of it. Uh, and I know there were a lot of issues with her earrings lighting up. Like some of the very first ones, people would buy them and the earrings didn't work. Um, she's the first doll to feature LED lights. If I'm, as far as I know, I'm not wrong on that. So That's pretty cool. Um, I could see where they would run into problems with that. I think for me, I'm just going to tell you this now. I am team barbie on this one <laughs> because i mattel is fucking brutal okay sure. and i respect the shit out of that it's not cool for them to you know go directly after I you mean, know it's business though it, like exactly it's business and i'm sorry like Bar- they want to keep barbie at number one <clears throat> i think her name is judy shacklefield right something like that <laughs> yes and someone leaked the information to her about gem and they like put Barbie and the Rockers together in like 16 hours. And it was all just like repurposed stuff. They didn't have to put, you know, a ton of money into making new stuff. And I just think that's really cool. I think the problem for me looking at Jem again, I don't really know anything about her. I did find a couple at the thrift store a few weeks ago though. So I was just kind of checking them out. They are really big and I could see them running into issues with that also because Barbie is so she's already Barbie. Like you, you could buy yourself a Barbie and the Rockers doll, but she could fit into all of her clothes. So there was more room for like reusing the toy, repurposing the toy for little kids, being able to do that. Whereas with Jem, they kind of had they made her a smaller. I think, I think they made her a bigger size to you know be something new, and then also like we're not we're not copying Barbie, but I think it kind of bit them in the ass because had Jem and the hologram dolls been the scale of Barbie, I think they would have sold more because they could have just, kids could have just put their Barbie clothes onto it. She's a good deal bigger and like shoes wouldn't fit and things like that. So it definitely worked against them. Um, 
but you know, I mean, I think Barbie and the Rockers, like it's the eighties. Like I think they're fabulous. I like them, but I will always have that. Like, it's like, no, I love Jim. I'm, I love Barbie, but I love Jim so much. So I just can't bring myself to fully love Barbie and the Rockers. No, I love that. And that's, what's really cool about the whole doll community is it feels like everyone has their own little niche. And yeah. um, it's, it, that's, I think it's really cool that you love Jeb. I wasn't trying to insult or anything. Oh, no, no, just... I'm just saying it's <laughs> like, I don't want people to think I don't love Barbie. I do. It's just, uh, I, I, I will always be angry at Barbie and the Rockers. <laughs> they did their thing. And like, I just, it's crazy how fast they did that. I mean, Barbie and the Rockers also has like a whole musical, like mini animated movie. And I'm like, just the the pressure these people must have been under to get that out so fast. And like you said, they were able to get Barbie and the Rockers into stores before Gem and the Hologram. So obviously a lot of people immediately were like, oh, this is just a copy of yeah. Barbie or of Barbie, but really it's reversed. And I think that's happened a few times with Barbie where they've they're just on top of it. And that's where I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool that they are just cutthroat and no, we will we will always have the number one selling doll. And I I don't think many doll lines have I know Elsa outsold barbie for one Mm -hmm. holiday season and i know that those lol dolls are really really popular right now and coming in for the kill but i just you can't be barbie man barbie (laughs) will be around forever she's never going to i live for her and it's it's one of those things though it's like jim really helped like sort of re-jump start her i feel like because you know sales had been down during that time period so like it kind of you know, brought new life to her as well. Yeah, and to be fair, obviously Barbie ends up coming out number one in this in this situation. But it's like, why why didn't you think of it? Just like with the Bratz dolls, it's like, well, sorry, Mattel, you didn't think of this sooner. Like, obviously, Gem and the Holograms came to capitalize on that MTV era with their the music and the fashion. And it's like, uh, it is it is shitty that Mattel doesn't come up with some of their own ideas sometimes. I have to be honest, because it's like, yeah, like, how how did you not think of this first? Yeah, um, you know, but she's so magical. I, I will just never, oh, I don't own any wonderful. Barbie and the Rockers, none of them. I've always no. liked them, but I just, I can't. It's like, no. I'm trying to think if I have, I don't think I, I don't think I have anything from Barbie and the Rockers. Those ones are expensive. Like, you can find a lot of vintage Barbies for, especially I mean, eBay is a terrible place, but also an amazing place, especially when people will list things that they just don't know what what they're doing. And, you know, you can get, a you know, Superstar Barbie from 1977 for $10 because someone yeah. didn't know what they were Jim, doing. Jim is not so no, cheap. <laughs> no, I was so, I felt ever. so blessed or not blessed. I felt very excited when I found those those ones in the thrift store. I did end up selling them. I was like, I'm yeah, not. I only I'm, have like maybe 10 Okay. I mean, that's, that's still, I mean, they're, they're huge. So, um, I love that. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm team Barbie on that just cause I was like, wow, this is a, this is, I mean, I've tried, it's like, you know, the, the cartoon and the music and stuff with Barbie, you can tell where it just sort of falls flat. And it's one of those things I didn't listen to as a kid either. So I don't have that kind of like nostalgic emotional attachment, but with Jim, there's just, so much thought there and like i said i overanalyze like with everything with it so um 
I just, I get drawn into it. Three. And and Rio never finds out that Jim and Jerrica are the same person. So that sucks. <laughs> and then, so I assume the series and the doll line were canceled around the same time. And I assume that's just because sales were... Yeah, and I, I believe that Hasbro had told, like, you know, retailers and stuff that they were going to keep the cartoon going, like, one more year to help move out product or something, but then there were there were no more new episodes. Um, and it sucks because had the line have continued, the other rival band, the Stingers, would have been produced, and uh, there was a, a magician character named Astral, uh, a fashion designer, Regine, and some of those prototypes have made it out, but, you know, and then of course Ooh. the rock and romance gym, uh, there are only, I believe 10 in existence. I don't think they, there may be a few of them that have sold for under 10,000, oh. but there were only, they were sold at a Hasbro like employee store in Germany, I think is where it was at. And it's just one of those things that's, you know, She's like the holy grail when it comes to the Jim Doll line because that's super hard to get. And I feel like ever so often there was one fake floating around, um, but, you know, rarely do people want to part with that. So I don't, it's been maybe like five years since we saw one turn up and it's always fun to watch those auctions. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like it may have failed just below 10,000 when that happened. I could be wrong. I feel like it didn't actually hit the 10,000 mark. Um, and then, I mean, you were saying it, these dolls are not cheap. So like the collectible value of them is pretty up there. They're all, they're, they're all pretty expensive. Um, I mean, you can find, you know, kind of ratty ones and stuff, but when they're in the box, it's been a while since I've like really been on top of watching them. And then when you've thrown integrity in there as well, um, you know, it's, I'm sure it's completely different now because people are trying to complete both sets. So I don't know what it looks like, but I'm sure there's nothing under like a hundred dollars, you know, new in the box. Yeah. Um, like some of those flip side fashions running like the wind is one of the flip side fashions the second year. And I know that's one of the harder to get ones because it's one of my favorite gym fashions. It's so bizarre because um, it's like this, I don't know, it's just this weird like chest smock type thing. It's very like weirdly futuristic. I feel like the Jerrica portion of it is more interesting than the gym. The gym side falls a little flat, but I don't, it's still great. Gosh, I I wish Integrity, to, so the Britney Spears doll license, from what I understand, is open now because that shit fell through with loot crate oh my god <laughs> like a week yeah. ago all these emails went out from loot crate like oh your doll has shipped whatever and i was like no it didn't y'all just yeah. wait and see what you get and i knew it would be those boxes this one this one account was like you're just like mad and i was like okay well let me know what you get circus leftover shit i was like i knew it most people think that i want new Spice Girl dolls to be made and fun co-figures. If that happens, do a welfare check on me because I'm going to lose my shit. I already have so much to keep up with. I can't. I can't do it. I, Spice Girls would be too much because there's five of them, but I would. I do. Integrity Toys is expensive and I just know that they would do a Britney doll justice. Um, mm-hmm. And I, But I will say I wish they would do Funko Pops of the Spice Girls. Just one set. Just one set. 
of all five, like I, I would love well, to have. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drag anyone else's interests by any means because I hate when people do that to me. Funko isn't for me. I think it's a plague upon the. T- Oh, it's crazy. I have several, and they're obligatory ones. Like, I have Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Purple Pie Man from Strawberry Shortcake, and April O'Neil, only because of how much I love those three characters. And I don't, I think they were all gifts. I don't think I actually. Do you know how many different gem dolls were released? Uh, The only thing off the top of my head that I know is the first year there were eight. The second year was that, plus Glitter and Gold Gem and Rio. Rock and Curl, Flash and Sizzle Gym, um, Dance, Video, Synergy, um, Jetta. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else. I don't, that's at least like, you know, seven, seven more, um, but I could be forgetting some. Oh, and then the Starlight Girls, they made three of those, which... Much like Jerrica fucked the Starlight Girls. She was not watching them. And my favorite tie-in, though, is they were they were going to give her a pet, Rama Llama, which ties into My Little Pony, because since the line was getting canceled, it's like they were able to do some promotion with it. It was going to be a mellow way, but then it was also used in, like, the My Little Pony mellow ways. But I just think it's hilarious. They were going to make, like, Jim's rapping airlines, which I would have killed to have heard Jim rap. That would have been oh my great. Gosh. But I just can't imagine these drag queens flying around in an airplane with a hot pink llama shitting everywhere. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like, who's going to clean this? The Starlight Girls? I mean, they were already raising themselves. Now they got to oh. clean up after this llama. Oh, well... Okay, so if you had to pick a favorite gem doll, do you is do you have one? Which one's your favorite? Rock and Curl Gem is probably my favorite, oddly, even though she's missing the Jerrica portion. I'm obsessed with that commercial. Brian will ask me sometimes, he's like, how can you listen to that one commercial for an hour? And I'm like, because it's ear crack. It's one of that and the gem wristwatch commercial. Oh my God, it is ear crack. Like I can just put it on a loop and just listen to that like, I don't know, it's like 45 seconds or something commercial. It is the most hypnotic thing to me. I love the working out Barbie commercial. I've done that before where I've just gone to work out and just <laughs> just looped it because I'm just like, I this mean, is so listen, good. There are some of the gym songs that are just meh. You know, they were just fillers, but a lot of them, I'm Amazing. obsessed. I listen to them frequently, but, um, but yeah, okay. Rock and Curl just i don't know they gave her the smiling face that's another thing that hurt um jim was you know parents thought they were too scary because like she wasn't smiling but like i mean to me she's still she's kind of smiling like she has a, a smirk, a smirk yeah. they thought like she was too you know like angry which i always love her eyes like i feel like she has like my little pony eyes like okay well parents also have a problem with barbie's face so it's like shut the fuck up like right, parents, well, parents then, like, are so ridiculous you know, Pizzazz had the neon green hair, which I don't have my Pizzazz anymore. I gave it to Kesha um, because Kesha played her in the movie. And so Ke- like went, Kesha, Kesha. Tick, like, yeah, and oh. it really, I mean, again, I liked the movie, but at the very end of it, they bring the misfits in. And it's one of those things everyone was pissed about that there were no misfits. So at the end, the misfits are, they're everything everyone wanted the misfits to be. Like Kesha is Pizzazz. And um, they even say, like, the tagline or from the beginning of the cartoon show, she's like, um, 
you know, we're going to get her because like the misfits, their songs are better. We're going to get her. And so that's what like pizzazz says. Um, and it's great. But anyway, I gave her my pizzazz doll. And so I don't have her anymore. I cannot believe that didn't come up when I was, because I, I read about the movie and what a big flop it was. I did not know Kesha was. I mean, it, the soundtrack actually, I think done okay. And I like, you know, all the songs. She just, she, the girl playing Jim is not my idea of what I want Jim and Jerrica <laughs> to be. Like, I liked her voice. I love the songs, but it's not, not it. But, um, but anyway, Pizzazz has like the neon green hair and her eyebrows are like horns. Oh. And, you know, she has like this evil sort of grin. So like people thought that was a bit too much. Um, so that sort of hurt them. But like just the first year, how you like pull up her pink hair. Yeah, I read about like, that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like you really tuck cool. it under the Jerrica beret, so then when you pull the hat off, you know her hair falls down. Yeah, and I, I got a hold of the lady who did all of their hair, and she did it on all the boxes and the doll commercials. Because if you look at those photos, you can't do anything that's on those photos. They're perfection. I mean, it's the best hair. But she did all of them, and she got the job. She was cutting like the the vice president of girls' toys' hair. She was her hairstylist and she's like hey how would you like to work on these dolls and so like every day when she would get off work she would go to the Hasbro headquarters and style this doll hair and she said you know there was a lot of issues when they would send them back from the factory be like this is not how I want the hair to look but she's responsible like you know for the hair and like Very she cool. came up with like how to layer it and and such, so it looked like Jericho was transforming. Very cool. All right, Adam. So thank you so much for being here again today on the Iconic Dollcast. I love talking to you. I learned so much. Um, if you could just remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, I'm Sour Pie Man on TikTok and Instagram, and then I also have my the Spice Girl Dolls account on Instagram. I honestly don't remember what my Twitter is. And if you if anyone would like to learn more about Jim and the Holograms, I suggest going to two of the places I learned the most from when I got the internet is Prancetron. I don't think they're updating the, the site anymore, but I learned so much from that account. And there's this other guy I'm friends with who is one of the like people who really helped me like figure out stuff about the Spice Curl dolls. His name is Brian Shepard and he has the Spice Beautiful Gym Magic website. And it's just, it's so well done. And like, he knows his information and, and such. Um, there, are, there are plenty of great people like in the gym, the gym world, but like, it's that kind of like, he knows barcode differences. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like, that's, yeah. Very cool. Well, Adam, thank you again for being here. And, you know, I hope to have you back on again soon sometime because I, this is just always so much fun. Anytime. Perfect. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. So that was my interview with Adam Weatherly. Adam, thank you for being on the show again. It is always so much fun to talk with you. We, you guys, me and Adam, when we get started, we just go and go. I have to be honest When I was putting this episode together, when I started editing it, it was actually almost three hours long. So I was able to get it down to just under an hour. But I mean, we just have the greatest discussions and I'm so happy that he was able to come on the show again. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Iconic Dollcast. 
Please follow me, Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, Iconic Doll Cast, TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls. Leave me a review, and I will see you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.